Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which was Thursday the 16th of April, 2020. Yes, and uh, I think it was a fun show. I enjoyed it. I hope the listeners did. There, we had a good chat at the start of the show. Uh, it was quite a funny bit after we spoke to Dave Saltman from Pitchcare. Moose came on with, well, you know, I've got to tell Jamie what to do. There's no other way of doing it. Is it? Moose. Well, you could do it off air. Feel free to oh, I suppose I could really, the but podcast. then I have to say it twice. You've got a time Moose code is... for him. <laughs> Moose's program guide. Yeah. Uh, the road trip to France. Uh, oh, a new feature here on the show our soup hairdressing tips from andy's wife Uh, some of the listeners are are cutting their own hair which is never a great idea um but we had a pro on hand who could uh, talk you through some of the uh, accidents that have happened so far we had the birthday spread we we brought that back i took on tony the spurs fan oh tony was i don't know spoilers but tony was a top player it was a hell of a battle and uh, steve bruce gave us uh, his murder mystery Striker, so I think that's that's it, isn't it, Andy? I think it's all there. Yeah, it was quite a funny bit after Steve Bruce. <laughs> oh yeah, quite a funny bit. Just, yeah, um, fifty-seven <laughs> twenty-four. You can cut it out. <laughs> Why are you telling the listener? They don't care. Anyway, they here don't it all care. is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. I start with the very exciting news that Joe Exotic wants to launch his own radio station from prison. I don't know if you saw that. And uh, just to say, Alan's free three days a week now. So, uh, manning Exotic. I can see them doing a breakfast show together For on me, the Monday Joel, to Wednesday. You got a bad press. <laughs> hey, Jason, Alan would be, would be a bit lethal with Joe Exotic. For me, Joel, you know, they said this, they said that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, talking be, uh, of Alan, hmm. um, ITV political correspondent Robert Peston, uh, he asked a question, I think, of Chris Whitty yesterday. It was timed yeah. at 70 seconds. Hmm. So it was a real Alan-style length question. Well done to him for that. Tremendous effort. So I, don't, I, don't think, I think Alan's, what do you think Alan's record is? Over 70 seconds? I think Peston might have beaten it. Oh, that's impressive. Oh, that's very, very good. I think, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was reading about Amanda Staveley, who uh, is instrumental in the course of the takeover of Newcastle. Uh, she was involved in Man City, and she also was involved with the failed takeover of Liverpool with Sheikh McToom. It was McToom. <laughs> well done for joining oh, Just the way. <laughs> I mean, you set it up. You didn't say Sheikh McToom. You went Sheikh McToom. So, uh, we knew, we knew where you got. You went, you went, you went um, Scottish too early. Dad's army too early. I think Andy, you've made. I've got, I've, I've got a gag in the birthday spread. That I said to Sue, I'm never. I've made it really, really short. I said, but I'm never going to be able to get it out before. <laughs> Bonk right. treads all over it. It's a worst definite. Well, uh, I'll, I'm I'll, very... keep, I'll keep quiet. We're going to do that in the last hour, by the way. So you've got plenty of time to register your interest. I took on Nigel, the City fan, last week. It's just a bit of fun. One of the listeners said, oh, well, you should take on a listener in the birthday spread. But why not? And he's got to come up with 10 absolutely guilt-edge gags, which, of course, he has. <laughs> um, so we, uh, it's a spread, birthday spread across the week. No point cheating, just a bit of fun. And um, no coughing, obviously. And so, no coughing. Yeah, <laughs> coughing in the background from a family member or a friend from Wales. So if, you would, uh, if you'd like to take part and uh, take me on in the birthday, all you've got to do is try and guess the birthdays of some famous, infamous and not so famous people that have celebrated a birthday over the uh, past seven days. 
Talk Sport. No, it's your phone in, shouldn't you? 08717 We'll get you on about 3.30, so we need you to be able to stick around. 08717 Need you for 10 minutes. Guess the birthdays and uh, try and get as close as you can over the, uh, the 10 birthdays in the spread. Pretty straightforward, really. It is. Now, uh, my... Uh Instagram followers who seem to be quite enjoying uh, the table tennis rally championship that I'm uh, in, involved with with Sue at the moment. Uh, we started at a very low base, so she could hardly yeah. hold the racket, but she's now become incredibly popular on Instagram for her zen-like qualities where she mm. just basically, she doesn't move. She somehow, yeah. I'm running all around the, the table and she doesn't move. And uh, even Clive Tilsley said it needs commentary. He sort of joined in yesterday. Oh, that would be and good. But a lot of people don't seem to get it. A lot of people think we're playing a proper game and that Sue's really giving me the runaround. Yeah. But the, uh, the whole point of it is it, it, it depends on me putting it back in, the, in her sweet spot. Yeah. Because if, if you I don't, start going it? for winners, if you start crashing <laughs> into the corners, it's just going to end up in the sink, isn't it? So I can see what's happening. You're basically putting them on a plate for her and then yeah. she's, she can't, she's not quite as good as you. So she's just <laughs> cuffing them to all corners and you're having to run around like a lunatic. That's, so that's basically I think, I, it. Don't, don't worry, Andy, I can see what's going on there's not nothing to do with zen uh, <laughs> no no she is honestly her concentration i was watching her last night it is there's something hypnotic about it i don't know what it is and and she, she is fantastic she doesn't make a mistake usually the rallies end i think we've got up now to what was our record we broke the record yesterday 69 i think we did yesterday that's impressive so I uh, know, it's not too bad. And uh, concentration throughout is incredible. So um, well done to her for that. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, forget unicorns. The hottest new toy for kids this Christmas, if we have Christmas, of course, uh, will be we'll llamas. Still Christmas. <laughs> no, we will We had Easter after a fashion, so we'll still have Christmas. <laughs> no, we'll have... It's going to be social isolating Christmas dinner. Isn't going to be very much fun, though, is it? <laughs> Let's be honest, really. And um, But llamas are the, the new thing, not uh, unicorns. Unicorns are out soft toy llamas anything to do with llamas is in good news for Bayern midfielder Philip Llama of course but yeah, uh, yeah, apart from that yeah. So if you, why are llamas if you in, Andy? What have the, what, where have llamas? I think you know how you know how it works. They go to these, uh, they have these toy fairs, mm. and whichever is the hottest toy at the fair will basically become the big thing. The American International Toy Fair at New York in February, there were llamas everywhere, knitted, plush, sequined, small and large llamas on mob, mobile phone cases, swimming pool floats, llama diaries. You get the idea there. Yeah, yeah, Bobby yeah. the booty shaking llama. So. You know how you come up to Christmas. I, my kids are too old for this now, but even with my grandkids, it could be like, that. You, you, if you bought it now, you'd, you'd be laughing because when you go to buy it in November, everyone would be going, it'd be like the Blue Peter Island or whatever. You know, people go, oh, we can't get it. Tracy Island, yeah, yeah. Tracy Island. Oh, it's impossible to get. Oh, I've got to get myself a llama. Oh God, you know, people go mad, don't they? You know, Christmas Eve, running around trying to get llama. So buy your llamas now. That's my tip. Great advice from Andy Jacobs there. Yeah, as the world's in meltdown, get your llamas early to avoid avoid disappointment. Disappointment. Okay. Um, we're going to bring you a little thing to take you back to those days when sport were live. And we kiss. Well, we didn't kiss goodbye to the Tour de France, but we certainly saw it delayed for a month at least uh, yesterday. So let's uh, remind you of the old ITV Tour de France theme. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We're going to have a chat with the Moose, uh, Andy, a little bit later on about his programme collection. I've got a little good little fact uh, from a, a fine website. If you like a bit of football nostalgia, it's it's on hmm. uh, Twitter. A guy called Mal Winkle's Football Memorabilia. It's sensational. Really? He turns up, yeah. He turns up some sensational bits, including in the 66-67 season, the Pontins Fan of the Week who that week was Arthur Dunhill, 50-year-old Bramley news agent, a Leeds United fan. Last season, he saw all their 42 league games, 12 Europeans, seven League Cup <laughs> and five FA Cup ties, as well as three friends and ten second-team games. Went and watched the resi. One of those goes and watched the resis. <laughs> he is a fanatic, they say. Sounds like it. I mean, it's there's a lot of money and having a sweet shop in, in, uh, in the... What fags did he sell in his uh, shop? I don't... <laughs> Last season, he, he saw every one of the 92 <laughs> league games, watched 165 teams and all, did 30 
31,000 miles, and it cost him over £400, which was probably a pause win about 1966. <laughs> so he, he was are, the no, Tony Incenzo of his day. I think he was. Um, but, well, um, if you, if you like to, facts, yes. I was just going to say, he, was, he had to get back to mark up the papers so he could never have an overnight. <laughs> he said, I'd always, really? have to be in, always have to be back in time to sort the morning papers out for the customers. I'd have a short nap. He'd say, thankfully he wasn't driving, he was on the train. <laughs> but do you know what his prize was, Andy, for winning the Pontins Fan of the Week? What's that? Uh, uh, a free holiday for two at any Pontins holiday camp next well, summer. That's nice. Tremendous. Well that's, done to you, Arthur. I hope you had a great time. I hope he did. Mm. Uh, I, talking of facts, I've got some great facts. Paul Donnelly in the Star, he's done a brilliant job today. He's uh, he's basically come up with twenty three facts about exercise and uh, and sport. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know at least six of them. So whenever I find out something I never knew before, uh, I'll give. Should I give you a little? Do you teaser? want to dot, dot them around? Give us one. Yeah. Give us one. A, a, a well, I'm, go, I'm saving yeah, them yeah. for a section, but I'll just give you a little teaser. Okay, give the, us a teaser. The leotard. Oh, yeah. Was popularised by circus acrobat Jules Leotard. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> who knew? I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was a friend of Bert Thong. But that who sounds knows? like sounds like the sort of nonsense I'd come up with. Is it? You know, it's just, is it true? Jules Leotard. It's Jules Leotard, yes, apparently it did. It, it inspired the 1867 song, The Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze. You'll know yeah, that song. Yeah, he's absolutely right. French acrobat, Jules Leotard. <laughs> what about it's that? Good, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. I'll do some more of those in uh, one of our next sections. But well done to Paul Donnelly for that excellent work. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Program number one. Yeah. An England game at Wembley. Right. It was uh, 40 pence for the program. Yeah. Probably. And of the England squad on duty that night, I'm going to give you two players. Mm. Uh, one was a 21-year-old midfielder, the only Chelsea player in the squad. Yeah. And the oldest player, age 31, in the squad was a West Ham player. Can you guess the two players? Uh, what, a young Ooh. Chelsea player and a 40. The only one, the only, the only one Chelsea player in the squad. The only. Wasn't the late great Ray Wilkins, was it? It was the late great Ray Wilkins. Oh, well done, Paul. Get. Now, if you get the West Ham player, I will be very impressed. 31. He was the oldest player in the squad. The the squad included Clements Corrigan and Shilton, who were the three keepers, uh, John Gibbon, Eminem Hughes, uh, Ray Kennedy and Ray Wilkins, and also the likes of Peter Barnes, Steve Coppel, and Gordon Hill. But who was the West Ham player? 31, the oldest in the squad. Not Trevor Brooking, no, at that point, no. No, Trevor was in the squad, but this, this player was older. Wow. It wasn't Bobby Moore, was it? It wasn't Bobby Moore. It was Billy Bonds. Billy, he never got oh, a wow. cap. He was in the squad. He never got a cap. Uh, by the way, this will make you laugh, right? Referee, mm-hmm. linesman, both, referee and both linesmen were from Hungary. Reserve linesman, Mr. A.R. Klassen from Wiltshire. <laughs> the lady five really? when he came on the referee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The, opposition, the opposition were Italy. And this is where you might guess the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll give you some of the players in the squad. The likes of... Um, Dino's off, uh, Tardelli, um, there were a couple of Salas in there, there was a Roberto Bettiger, there was uh, Franco Calzio, and mm. Fabio Capello was involved wow. in this Italian squad, four years after he scored the winner against England. So do you know the year or do you need a musical clue? I, okay, um, give us, it's always good, don't tell us yet, we'll yeah, have, to, okay. have the clue, uh, but I, I think I've got, I've got a ballpark, I'm probably going to be a couple Me of years too, yeah. but I've got a ballpark, so give us the music just for a bit of Here's fun. the musical clue, this was, this was the biggest, biggest tune you'd have heard in this particular year. I thought you were going to say the year. Right. <laughs> Okay, so what's the okay. year? I'd g- it's going to be... Do you, know, do you know the tune, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I think I've heard it before. <laughs> uh, so oh, it's when two the first film came out. D2. It? Sorry. Yeah, I'm just seeing the football results. The James Alexander Gordon <laughs> Star Wars game. R2, D2. That's very good. D2. <laughs> yes, it was the year Star Wars came out. So um, the I would go... It's going to... I've got... I'm in the ballpark of 70... 677, around that sort of time. Let's go, I'll go 77. Go on, which, Andy, which what year? do you think? 1977. What do you think, Andy? I'm going 1980. 1980, okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. 
<laughs> I'd be rubbish to Chris Tarrant would lie, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Right, the game was Wednesday the 16th of November, 1977. So no! Oh, oh, well that? done, Paul. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Three years out. Oh, yeah. Time no, to squeeze one good. more in, Moose. Yeah, Go on, Moose. Right. This, this, this game played at Craven Cottage. Uh, Alistair McIntosh was the chief executive. He wrote in the programme for this friendly match, obviously, that, that Fulham had just enjoyed their most successful season, finishing higher, highest up in the Premier League and qualifying for Europe. Uh, some of the players who were playing uh, or down to play in the game mm-hmm. included like to Richard Dunn, Stephen Kelly and Kevin Kilban. Uh, while on the other side, there was Nwankwu Kanu, uh, also who was playing on the other side, the names you would know. Uh, oh, yeah, John Obi Mikel uh, and players like that. So what was the year and what were the two teams involved? Well, you mentioned Kanu there, so that would have been, was that Pompey against Fulham, was it? Or you were saying it was at Craven Cottage? Did you say? Well, it could have been Nigeria. Oh. It could have been international, couldn't oh, it? Of course, the... yeah. It could have been Republic they, of Ireland versus uh, Nigeria. Sorry, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the two teams, Republic of Ireland and Nigeria, at Craven Cottage. And if you need a clue for the year, um, Chelsea had just played in the cup final, and you would have been grooving along to this, Andy, down in the discos. Any idea? I, I, I just realised. I was going to say 2002, but 18 years ago, the Lady Gaga would have been Oh, no, no, 12, no. It's, not, it's, it's later than that. <laughs> it's later than that. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Let's have a think about that. Uh, cool. So what if you don't know, it's Lady Gaga or Poker Face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we're with you on that one. So yeah, what would that have been, then, Andy? Chelsea, <laughs> winning, Chelsea winning the FA Cup. What do you think? Well, they won it in 2007, 2010. Yeah. I would, right, should we go 2010? Uh, I'll go 2000 and... Wait, one in 2000. I'll go 2012. Oh, it could be 12. OK, I said... So Chelsea were in the cup final in this year, which is why actually John Obi Mikel couldn't play because this was uh, taking place the day before, I think, the cup final. And it was Friday the 29th of May... 2009. Oh, oh, look at that. Okay, is there when they beat Everton, wasn't it? In the final, Chelsea. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the semi final. So, yes, semi final, yeah. Mm. Okay, lovely. Well done. That was good. No, we are. Thanks the listeners much. did better than we Well, I got one right. Oh, but, well, uh, it's, 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 I did poorly it's good, today, but it doesn't matter. It's fun. It sharpens us well, all up. Put it this way. One person enjoyed it because Steve Baker just tweeted me saying thanks for the name check. Oh, Let's yes. Give him, give, him our, <laughs> give him our regards. So, uh, yeah. All Fantastic. the best, Moose. We'll catch you at your next thanks week. Thanks for that, thanks boys. See you later. Stay well. Good luck with your challenge. He still hasn't done it, honestly. I know. He's trying to get night. a ball in a bucket on a trampoline. and He's getting closer. but it'll be I think Nigel Adderley did it. He seemed quite competent. But yeah, yeah, Moose's yeah. skills. High praise indeed. Quite competent. So, <laughs> the Moose is better Sorry, off doing Nigel. these programs rather than trying to get a ball in a bucket, I think, anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We're heading off to France now. We've been raiding the archive now and again. And uh, we're going to take you back to uh, the 2016 Euros in France. I think we're still in Bordeaux at this point. It's day three. And it's the morning after another sorry England performance, the nil-nil in the final qualifying game against uh, Slovakia. So I think we were reflecting on that. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Paul. And I've come up with a great idea. Oh, have you really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy should swap jobs with Tim Peake. Peak in the dugout, and Roy in a spaceship orbiting the Earth as far away from the team as possible. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad idea. Um, we watched the game last night. Of course, uh, we weren't able to be uh, in situ. We were in Bordeaux, uh, as we still are, and we um, we found a little bar. Um, mm. Now, we were assured by the producer that we did. We should have looked, really. I mean, a couple of sheep. We mm. wandered into this bar that we were told was, was a, a, an English bar. Yeah. Um, and I think it was called the Houses of the Parliament. We didn't bother. Look, we just wandered in. It seemed very Spanish, didn't it? Yeah. There was a butcher's in yeah. in the uh, in the bar. It was called Bar Boucher, to be yeah. really honest. Yeah. The butcher's bar. So imagine like Jewists with optics in it. It was a bit like no, it was <laughs> it very was nice. Really and you strange. could choose the meat you wanted and go and eat it. Yeah. In the back. It was there was horse meat on sale. They did have the horse meat. Yeah. yeah. Ruby Walsh popped and he said, if it gets the Bearnese sauce, it'll win the race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If it's not flambéed, it'll make the trip. It's that kind of thing, wasn't it? Now. Was We've been updating you about Arsene Wenger and his different persona on uh, French TV. Yeah, he's, he's limbo dancing. Uh, yeah. He sang uh, songs from the shows. I, I am what I am. We enjoyed that. He <laughs> that does this good. kind of uh, French question of sport. Last night he came in as the front end of a pantomime horse. It was brilliant. It was tremendous. It I was very, very good. It. So uh, okay. we'll, keep, we'll keep looking out for <laughs> Arsene Wenger's very different on French TV. Um, yeah, we saw uh, Jean-Pierre Papin was on the uh, coverage. He's got a uh, large head. <laughs> his head's twice as big as it used yeah, to be. I don't know what's happening. He's, the rest of his body doesn't seem <laughs> to have grown. He's like one of those kind of U2 massive head things that you sometimes <laughs> see at the sort of side of football stadiums. Yes, and of course another theme of the uh, the holiday. As I like Not a holiday. Not a holiday we're working. Well, uh, um, uh, Bob from Arnbroke said, is Andy still calling it a holiday? I said, well, he's calling it a holiday in Bordeaux. What's going to be like when we're in a beach bar in Nice tomorrow? <laughs> that's, that's a full holiday. I'm doing the show from Blimey, a going to go Swim halfway yeah. through the show. We we enjoyed a fish meal last night. It was very good, wasn't it? The old because that's a part of the local produce. 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 No, I don't know what produce. Hey, produce. <laughs> it was a woman with Simon Cow's trousers on there. Yeah, you it. spotted that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The trouble is when you do these spots, you say these things too loud. <laughs> I mean, you're a touch loud. <laughs> yeah. So last night we came out, and there was a woman who had a passing resemblance to Yoko Ono and the way she was dressed. <laughs> so Andy just goes Yoko Ono, well, practically in her face. I did. Do it with a touch more subtlety. I thought you? Bill Tidy was good though, but not. Many yeah, that's not many people would get. Uh, didn't get a round of applause in so the fish shall restaurant. We, shall we out Tancredi before he gets here, or should we wait until he's? I think we should do it behind his back, correct? Okay, well, let's, we'll start with that. So uh, Tancredi Palmieri, the Italian journalist, will join us later on. Uh, said, uh, "Can I watch the game with you? Can I?" It sounds like one of the Marx Brothers. Can I watch the game with you? And we said, Tancredi, of course you can. Come and have a beer, watch England. Yeah, with you us. can eat with us, whatever. Yeah. You. So uh, he comes in, he orders a drink, and then he says to me, "Hey, is that Sylvan Wiltord? Uh, why he's Greek now?" <laughs> He's a Sylvan Wilford. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, yeah, I think it is. So yeah. we went over and shook his hand and uh, said hello. Last we saw of him, wasn't it? <laughs> no. And then we said, look, we're going back to the Spanish bar to yeah. change England's luck. And he said, five minutes. Never saw him again. And, uh, and, and then he tweeted this morning, he said, oh, you'll never guess who I met in the bar last night. Sylvan Wilford. Oh, yeah. Believe, I've got his phone number and everything else. So I had to sort of... Uh, Take him to task and yeah. say, "Yeah, we know." What about the you said, What about the blokes you were with? <laughs> Left them high and dry. So yeah, he's going to get some clog for that when he turns up. That's going to be good. Now, um, yes. as part of what Andy likes to call the holiday, uh, but we say kind of selfish, selfless acts of uh, us uh, driving the business forward and, yeah. and going out and enjoying things, so we can bring it to you. We went to a football selfless. exhibition. Yeah. We were passing the Musée d'Aquitaine, mm. and uh, in there was a, a temporary exhibition that's running till November. November, not that temporary then, no. um, uh, a football-based one. And yeah. it looked very, very interesting. So we thought, you know, yeah. we'll do that tomorrow. We'll record a little bit, try and give you a flavour of what it's like. Yeah, there is a danger that we do sound a bit like the late Brian Sewell in it. We're quite <laughs> pretentious. Yeah. Artistic. What's the danger of me sounding like Brian Sewell? <laughs> Let's be honest. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. You, you, Brian Sewell's, you did yeah. mention Kafka at one point. Yeah, well, OK, well, that's, yes. Yeah, so, oh, I can't get the old engine in the voice. If I do it, I'd sound like, oh, this game in the world. You have to get, sound like Paul Whitehouse. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's bring you that little uh, bit then from our trip to the football exhibition this morning. 
First things you see in the exhibition, a lovely sort of wall of uh, fans there uh, holding up all their uh, scarves and some various sort of bits and pieces from local football, Bordeaux and uh, France 98 and sort of French uh, St Etienne scarf there. That's very nice, isn't it? That was St Etienne uh, Czech scarf, bit Rod Stewart. Uh, but in the corner, we've got uh, Le Coupe de Crapaud. I think we've all been in a few of those before. Yeah. Et la Feuille More. Yes, the uh, cup crap. <laughs> No, it's not that. I don't think it's a toad. It's not the cup crap. It's toad. It's toad. I thought it was the thing that England are going to win. Yeah. No, but it actually isn't. It's a, it's a cup of a dead toad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for explaining that. It really makes sense. You know, it's great to win the dead toad cup and uh, very happy. You get the idea. <laughs> there is the old football romantic you are, Andy. We've uh, come across an exhibit that you're very taken with. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I think maybe a slightly bigger than a full-size goal. It's a series of balls. Those that are scoring are all the good things. So those that are within the frame of the goal post. Fair play. Solidarity, mixed friendship, pleasure. health and pleasure. Yeah. And then you've got things that have come close, like uh, glory hitting the post. Yeah. Money hits the post. Yeah. And uh, then you've got things like exploitation, violence drugs, racism, they're all missing the goal. It's a very symbolic piece. Sorry, pretty good, actually. Very clever. Thank you. We just walked past a fantastic picture. There's a row of uh, boots in a kind of made-up locker room, but they've all got sort of big heels, haven't they? But studs on as well. Well, what they are is they're red patent stiletto uh, shoes designed by Vivian Westwood with studs on them. Yeah. And they're supposed to symbolise the difference between the way women are perceived and the way women are in football today. If uh, I was uh, France, I'd get a pair down here for Paul Pogba because he might be able to stay on his feet then. So there we are. That was France yeah. 2016, uh, day three. I think we headed for Nice the following day. We may give you a little bit of that. Yeah, we tomorrow. were only there a week, weren't I? I remember now. We, we just yeah. did the three days in Nice. And then we came it's all coming back to so. you. It's like, this is like listening to it for the first time from your point of view. None of it <laughs> Pretty comes... much so, yeah. Oh, yes, I remember it well. It's not in your vocabulary, is it, really, as we discover yeah. every Monday at five to four. I see the lads have put uh, one of my rallies with Sue on uh, mm. TSH and J. I've got it on my big laptop. It's hypnotic. I don't know what it is about it. It's something I can't stop watching it. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if you, um, some of the TalkSport listeners have been um, asking questions of Andy's wife, Sue, who's a hairdresser, because people are cutting their own hair a lot more, apparently, in isolation. John Lewis telling us yesterday, 200% increase in clippers. Um, Rob Key, the uh, former England uh, player and Kent player, and now there's uh, Sky commentator, he'll be wishing he didn't have any clippers at home because he just posted a picture <laughs> yeah, I saw that. on social media. And he's, he's let his wife loose on his barnet. And um, it's the classic, the first one up, she's got it on the wrong setting. And so he's got a number one stripe in his head. It's not good. Oh, so. dear. No, it's not ideal. <clears throat> He may be contacting us for a little bit of advice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, Rob Key, the former England cricketer and now, uh, of course, a pundit on Sky, is just tweeting out a picture of a great big clump of hair, big stripe up the back of his head. His wife has taken the clippers to him. Much hilarity from his cricketing mates, I noticed. Ricky Clark and a few others weighing in uh, on social media. So uh, you're telling us this afternoon about uh, your hairdressing mishaps and maybe getting some advice from a professional because Andy's wife, Sue, is a coiffeurs. She is, she is at home. Well, where else she, would she be at the moment um, with Andy? So she can give uh, some of the listeners some top tips. So we're going to kick off with um, Shark Olive on Twitter. I said, uh, uh, Dear Sue, my wife's first attempt at cutting hair, not sure she likes me. Uh, can you recommend anything? Now, to try and explain what's gone on with Shark Olive, he's got a kind of very small tuft of hair. It's a bit taxi driver, 
Robert De Niro, but it's just a tuft. It looks it looks like the top of a pineapple. Um, and uh, Sue, have you have you had a look at this? Is there anything he can do with that? You think? Yeah. Now, Sue, Paul's asking if there's anything you can do with shark olive. We've got him in front of us. You know, you quite like that one, didn't you? I did. Is is his hair normally like that? Well, apparently not. He said his wife his did it to him. What's his hair normally like? What's his wife done that's different? His to wife his... did it to him. Yeah, but how is his hair normally? Well, is I, it I, not like a Mohican? We don't know. We don't know. I don't. I don't have that <laughs> picture really. I can't. I can't. I can't give well, you any I more like than it. that. I don't think there's anything wrong and with after. it. She likes it. That's why. Oh, that's good. Well, that's yeah. a start then. So, Shark Olive, it's, it's uh, good. probably not your real name. Just uh, think, leave it I as is. I don't agree that she doesn't like you. I keep, think it's good. <laughs> keep keep that one going. Okay, we got another one. Here. Another one here. Where's this one uh, come from? Where am I? Um, my wife cut my hair, a number three all over last night. She tried to blend it. Not the best outcome. How do you blend it in? Needless to say, I'm wearing a cap for a while. And uh, did he put his name on that? Let's have a look. Oh, that was from Paul Ward. Thank you, Paul in. Ward. It's Paul Ward. It's this one. Oh, this one. But no, you can't blend that in. You'll have to do the whole back like that and then when you get to the top of that section that's shaved practically Hmm. use a number two or three up to the crown three probably okay that might blend it in a little bit but apart from that you just need to shave the whole back off basically get the old clippers out again you've got a nice voice have you ever thought of going into radio yeah 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 (laughs) nicer than andy's i tell you that Um, so, Jimmy Bob White's been in touch, Sue. He said, can you ask Sue has any tips for my hair? I'm starting to look like Robinson Crusoe. Actually, you're starting to look like Andy Zortzman uh, looking at the picture. Have you got that picture, Andy? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Quite, yeah, yeah, quite mad so, hair. So, I what, can I mean, what, what can he do with that? that? You try and even up the two sides, because one's mm. a lot shorter than the other. Yeah. So, even them up as much as you can. And then, put loads of mousse on what you've got left. And scrunch it like as if you're squeezing a sponge just to get it into shape. It'll make it look like it's in much better condition. And don't comb it afterwards. Just let it dry up naturally. What about that? It's all good stuff. What about Rob Key? I've got Rob Key on my laptop there, his picture of his back. Well, Rob Key is in a very similar situation to one of the other listeners who's done exactly the same thing. Uh, So this is what this is Paul Ward's attempt to sort out, this one that Sue was talking about there. So I think the advice to Rob Key is the same as it is to Paul Ward, isn't it, Sue? Which is the big stripe oh, up the back of there. The wrong setting on the clippers. I it was this fellow here. Yeah. They've both done the same thing. Yeah, they've both done okay. the same thing. That Where is, is it? It's a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster. <laughs> is there anything yeah. you can do you if you put a stripe up? So you've basically the got... to the back yeah. off. Check. And then you could possibly try and blend in by using number two or number three towards the crown. First, maybe number okay. two a little bit towards towards the crown and then maybe number three a little bit towards the crown then maybe number four a little bit towards the crown would blend in a bit okay got a couple of quick questions (laughs) jamie says uh uh, would you recommend a novice using thinning scissors on themselves would you recommend a novice using thinning scissors on themselves yes definitely thinning scissors good aren't a disaster they're quite easy to use and Danny, finally, Danny says, uh, I have a good head of hair that comes complete with a cow's lick. I'm thinking of running the clippers over it for a grade two freshen up. I need Sue's advice on this as I'm not sure how the cow's lick would look. Is that a tongue twister? Okay. He's got a cow's lick and he's thinking of doing a grade two over it, this fellow. Do you like Tony uh, Castorino with Robert Pires? <laughs> <laughs> We've only got one set of headphones. What I know, I know, do? I know. <laughs> Uh, what are you supposed to do with that? Okay, the cows look at the front. No, yes. the back, isn't it? Oh, the front. It's well, at the front, yeah. The cows look yeah, at sorry. the front. Well, I wouldn't interfere with it, really. Yeah, don't interfere with your cow's lick. I mean, you don't you don't want to shave it off, do you? No, that's... Well, he was uh, thinking so of it, but I don't... Don't mess, it. Danny. Don't no, mess don't with a cow's lick. It's only going to make it worse. No, Sue, thank you very much. I've got the feeling this, this could have its own music bed and become a regular feature. And good good on, good on luck with the table tennis. Uh, so there we are. Um, <laughs> Bob from our breath says, I'm trying to improve my table tennis backhand. Any tips, please? <laughs> no, she doesn't give tips on table tennis. Just hairdressing. So, uh, so there we are. Fantastic. Oh, Sue. Fantastic. Our, our, our little section there. <laughs>
yes. the star is born. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's bring you um, day 16 of Striker. We should set the scene. It involves, it's written by Steve Bruce. Uh, the uh, Newcastle manager back in uh, 1999. It's a real proper murder mystery. It's a 428 pages uh, long, and it involves Steve um, Barnes, the manager of Leddersford Town. He's been implicated in a murder. Let's uh, say give you a bit of a, a bit of a, a backstory so you know where we're at. One minute I'm in the locker room with the dead boy, and the next thing I'm in my office, dazed. There was a knock on the door. Julie, she showed in two guys they were police officers. I was there, Eddie Carberry said. When the murder happened, I saw him, bending over poor young Duffy and the murder weapon in his hand. Why the hell should I want to kill Duffy? I asked angrily. That is something we have to establish, Mr. Barnes. The door burst open. The intruder was very angry. I want explanations, Sir Lawrence said, and I want them pretty damn quick. So there we are. Um, it's a bit of a situation going on with Steve Barnes. Let's pick it up then for episode 16. I think he's still with the fuzz, as he puts it. Chapter 3. It took several hours to get matters sorted. Never in my life, either as a player or manager, have I answered so many questions in such a short time. After Sir Lawrence, the two detectives gave me a grill. They said there was no question at that stage of my being charged with murder or anything else. They needed to question others. Did Pat Duffy have any arguments with players or members of staff? Chief Inspector Shannon asked. He was a quiet lad, newly arrived from Ireland. Did he threaten anyone? Sergeant Woodison asked. He isn't that kind of lad, I insisted. I was referring to Duffy as if he was still alive. His death, well, it hadn't sunk in yet. Nor, for that matter, had my situation seeped through to my brain. The police might be reassuring and polite, and Sir Lawrence might earlier have loudly protested my innocence, but the fact remained that I'd been with Duffy earlier in the morning, and I'd been caught with a knife in my hand. I could imagine the pleasure that Eddie Carberry would get from this version of events. You're not being as helpful as I expected, Steve, Shannon said. What the hell do you mean? I exploded. I'm talking to you now, aren't I? Do you have a choice? Shannon asked quietly. Am I under arrest? You're helping us with our inquiries. But I'm not under arrest, I persisted. Not yet, Sergeant Widdison said, and there was menace in his voice. I don't like threats, I said. I don't threaten others, and I don't expect them to. No threats, Steve, Shannon said. His voice remained quiet and calm. Yet I know that those who are quietest can be real tough guys. Seen it on the park. Players with faces like angels, but they can behave like assassins. So why this rubbish that I'm not being helpful? You seem to be holding something back, Widdison said, his voice suddenly harsh. I guess that these two were accustomed to playing the old interrogation game, which isn't the one that Bruce Forsyth used to do. <laughs> so there we are. Steve Barnes oh, yeah. is right in the clarts at the moment, isn't he? Seems to be getting worse. Even the fuzz have turned on him. And it's great that you oh, used no, the phrase. I think he did it. You th well, you think he did it? I, I can't believe. You don't have a whodunit when you've got the bloke standing over the body with a knife in his hand. They've well, generally it. not done it. Perhaps it's, perhaps perhaps it's Steve's variation yeah. on a theme. So, it's a bit like a horse uh, front running, isn't it? You think, yeah, it can't, oh, he's never going to win. But, um, but he does use that. He's not that kind of lad. It's good to hear him using yes. that phrase. Well, that's good, yeah. There was a few Excellent. stories suggesting today that the new ownership might want to freshen things up. It might have kept talking about bringing Rafa back. I think Steve's done a good job at Newcastle. No, Max Allegri was the hot tip, really? wasn't it, this morning? Yeah. So this is, I feel for Steve, because not, it's not Steve Barnes, this is Steve Bruce, obviously. I mean, I've got no interest in letters for town that go down for all I care. I was standing over Amanda Stavely with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course not. <laughs> of, uh, of course not. Of, of course not. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it would be a bit tight on him, really, wouldn't it? They just, but that's often, you know, the new owner comes in and wants a shiny new manager. Well, this is, this is the thing. But they, if you if you look at Newcastle's average position before Ashley, mm. it was seventh. 
And I, I, I got a feeling, even with the money, even with somebody like Allegri, the way the Premier League is set up at the moment, I don't see them being higher than sixth or seventh, whatever they do. Because the they're going to have a homegrown quota, they've got FFP to get around, got the problem of getting players to play in Newcastle of the calibre that they want, you know, all those things. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure they'll be a lot better than they are now, but I, yeah. I still don't see that they well, suddenly no, get become I think, you know, title winners. No, no, no not see. overnight, but I think, you know, as we saw with City, you can't play the kind of catch-up you could then because of FFP, but you can certainly play a bit of catch-up. And they've got some mm. decent players as it is. And they might, you, might look at, they... you look at the top mm. six teams in the Premier League, though, they're yeah. pretty well, and seven teams, they're pretty well set to, to get past them. They're going to have to do quite a lot, I think. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll That'll see. make it interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, there we are. Blimey, serious football chat after Steve Bruce's there, yeah. murder mystery. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and uh, we're playing uh, the birthday spread now. <coughs> there's no actual spread involved because it's normally just me against the spread, but in this case, it's me against the listener. And uh, it's pretty straightforward. Ten birthdays, Andy's got a little funny off the back of each one. People who celebrate their birthdays in the last week or so. And myself and the Talk Sport listener have to try and guess how old these people are. And uh, it ultimately, it's the one with the smallest number after 10 birthdays. You know, so if, I, if somebody's 75 and I say they're 70, uh, I am five out. If the listener says 50, they're 25 out. So they want to hone that down to five or less if they can. So it's as simple as that, really. I think that makes sense, doesn't it? Let's it say does hello. make sense, yeah. Let's say hello to our talk sport listener this afternoon. Tony, the Spurs fan. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, chaps. How are you? Yeah, we're not too bad, thank you. So, you're comfortable with the rules? I mean, what there are of them, anyway? I think I can just about manage it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We might as well. Sorry, Andy. What are you going to say? Do you want to go alternatively, or do you want to answer first all the time? How how would you like to? I think alternatively, I'll do the first one to give Tony a marker, and then he can can go. um, He can go second uh, on the first on the second one. Okay. All, All we need. All we need is Pele. Now, here he is. Where is Pelle? Oh, here he is. Good old Pelle. Thanks for popping in. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, first and uh, it's a first birthday of the day. A very happy birthday to Dave Edmonds. Now, I know Dave. Uh, he tried to come over at the start of self-isolation. I said to him, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. That's brilliant, yeah. Saw come Dave, a f- fantastic. Saw him a few times Topical. with the brilliant rock pile back in the day when, when I was a kid. Brilliant band. Um, Dave must be probably, oh, he's got to be about 74. Um, I'm going 74. What do you think, Tony? Well, I was going to say exactly the same. I'm going to go 76. 76. What is that, Andy? Oh, Tony, spot on. 76. 76. So uh, yeah. he is naught for one and I am two. So Tony takes an yeah. early lead, but uh, I think I'm up yeah. against it here. Okay, we go. Tony, you're first this time. Here we Tony, go. you're first this time. It's a uh, happy birthday to Tom DeLay, the uh, chief executive of the Carbon Trust. And uh, Tom, he's self-isolating with his kids, indefinite and slight. That's very good. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's marvellous. Come on. (laughs) Tell us, Tom, what does he do, Tom DeLay? Just remind us. He's the chief executive of the Carbon Trust. Okay, right. Tony. What do you think, Tony? How old is he? 61. 61. I'm going 64, Andy. (laughs) Tony's cheating here, I'm telling you. He's naught again. He's spot on. (laughs) Tony, you haven't got the papers in front of you, have you? I'm saying a car, no. <laughs> I trust, I trust you, Tony. You're a fellow Spurs fan. You wouldn't cheat. No, no coughing, sure. no oh, coughing sorry. in the distance from the misses. Yeah. Okay. So you you go first this time. Tequin can go second. Yeah. Te- Tequin's in the. He's got Tequin in the passenger seat. I think he's sitting there with him. Okay. I'm five. Tony's nor. Okay. Here we go. Uh, happy birthday to Prime Minister of the Bahamas. I'm sure he knows Birch. Yeah, yeah. Hubert, Hubert Minnis. And uh, Hubert's just invented a very popular game on Radio Bahamas where you have to speak without hesitation or repetition. It's called Just a Minnis. Just, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Hubert. Um, um, Hubert yeah, Minnis. He'll, he'll definitely know uh, Birch. He would have turned up for a pint. I'd say 60, 68 Hubert Minnis. Uh, what do you think, Tony? 74. 74, what is it? <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say 66, which is what he was. And I'm disqualifying him. He's 66. <laughs> so I'm on 10. So it's 8 all. Oh, it's I've close. Got into the lead. 8 all. 
No, two, six, six and three, no, four and three, seven. Yes, you're seven, eight. Yeah, it's eight, seven. Don't try to do the maths as well as the gags, Andy. That's a (laughs) so I'm I'm, okay. Suddenly I'm in the lead, eight, seven. Okay, let's get through them. It's a very happy birthday to Sir Anthony Cleaver. Now, where have I done with him? I don't always, I usually mark them off with my pencil. Okay. Oh, God. It's you, a have f- you have one job. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, all right, Sir Anthony Cleaver. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Sir Anthony Cleaver. Well, Sir Anthony Cleaver. I, I should know him because I had the honour of introducing him at a butcher's convention. I said, ladies and gentlemen, meet Cleaver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Blimey. Um, so, <laughs> Sir Anthony Cleaver, what does he do? Where is he? Who's first this time? Uh, you're first this time, Tony. You're first. Oh, right. Oh, certainly. I've got to go. 80. 80, blind-o... Uh, 8 zero blind okay. 80. Uh, I go... Um, 78. What is he, Andy? He's 82, so Ooh. you're four out. Yeah. And Tony's two out. This is a very exciting competition. Oh, you're doing not, very well, Tony. Yes, yeah, 10, 11, 10. What a game this is. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, the singer and actor and performer, Joel Gray. Joel Gray, yes. Of course, yeah. Joel, famous for singing Life is a Cabaret. Not at the moment it isn't, mate, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Although he does sing What Use Is Sitting Alone in Your Room, which most of us are doing most of the day, aren't we, really? That's right, true, yeah. um, I'd Joel say Gray. He's got, to be in, he's got to be in his 70s now, hasn't he? 72, I'll go Joel Gray. What do you think, Tony? 77. 77. What is it, Andy? Well, you know what? He's 88. I couldn't believe wow. it. Wow. Oh, well, I'm 16 out, so that puts me on uh, 27. And uh, what did you go for, Tony? 78? No? What did you say? I can't if it was 77 or 78, one or the other. He said 77. 70, so, And you said yeah. it was what, Andy? 80 what? 88, so he's okay, 11 out. 11. So, oh, that's good. That's opened it up. It's 21 plays 27. Okay, we'll try and get through the 10. Keep going, Andy. Okay, keep going. Uh, Jacob Zuma, former president of South Africa. Oh, yeah. And uh, I interviewed him once, and his answers were short to the point of rudeness. He was a bit curt, Zuma. <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think, Tony? You're kicking off this time. Oh, I'm going to go high, 91. Oh, blimey, okay. Um, I think he's less than that. Um, I think he's oh. about 76, Andy, Jake. Uh, oh, he's 78. Ooh, so you're two out. 29. <laughs> oh, so you Tony. Were, you were what? Uh, 15 out there, Tony, were you? Is that right? I'm just uh, 76, 15. Uh, no, uh, 14. 14 out there. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> th- stop shouting at me. 13, okay. Um, 34 plays 29. Keep going. Okay. Um, yes, a very happy birthday. Oh, God, where is he again? Because uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place here. Yeah. It doesn't help You've got to have a sister. Oh, here he is. Yeah. No, he's an immunologist, a very important man. Oh, Professor Selezchek yeah. Borosovitz. Selezchek <laughs> Borosovitz. And uh, yeah. not many people know this, but his middle name is Ferdinand. So let's check Ferdinand. Oh, Boris. that's yeah, really Boris. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, um, seventy. Yeah, you would know. You, you make a few quid in the club shop, though, in the immuno, immunology rovers club. Immunology rovers. Um, immunology rovers. Yeah, what a side they were. Seven, <laughs> Tremendous. Set, give us an eye. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> oh, God, we've lost the clock now. Uh, 71. <laughs> 71, what is he, Andy? He's 69. Oh, so, uh, so that puts me on 34 and it, it plays um, 36. So I'm, I'm still winning by two, but there's really not much in it. Guys, only two in this, yeah. at this What's late game stage. Is this? Oh, well, it's like real sport, but not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's quite exciting, isn't it? Uh, I'm sorry that I'm not as... Oh, here she is. Yes, a very happy birthday to the director of the Cheltenham Literature Festival, A.S. Antonia Byatt. Yeah. Uh, she's the director of the Cheltenham Literature Festival. Of course, Alan goes every year. He can always be found in the Guinness tent uh, discussing the novels of Martin Amis. Yeah, he certainly can, uh, <laughs> of course. So, Tony, um, A.S. is it A.S. Byatt you want, is it? Yes. A.S. A.S. Byatt, yeah. A.S. Byatt, yeah. What do you think, Tony? All right. <laughs> 67. 67 AS buyer. Okay, I'd, I'd go about a bit older, maybe about 72. She's only 60 AS buyer. Ooh, I know. Okay, so I was 12 out, which puts me on 46, and uh, um, <laughs> 6 out for, so 42. So Tony's Tony's in the lead, 42 plays 46. Back to me, Andy. 
Ooh, it's exciting, isn't it? Okay, uh, Mark Jacobs. Mark Jacobs, the uh, fashion designer. And uh, yes, he's got a new protege, actually. New York's hottest young designer, Mark Hawksby. But they're struggling with a name for their new joint collection. Oh, what about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mark Jacobs is probably 61. I'm going 61, Tony. What do you think? I don't know. I'm going to go 57. 57. What is it, Andy? <laughs> He's 57. Oh, so 42. <laughs> um, so I was four out, so I'm on 50. So 50 plays 42, which means... And this is the Andy's, last name, Yeah, and Andy goes first. So, sorry, yeah, Tony goes first, so... He's got to be eight out, uh, and I've got to be less than, if you get the idea. There's eight between Okay. Mm. Uh, it's a very happy birthday to the actor Hardy Kruger. Hardy Kruger. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, he'd bring out a picture book of what he'd been up to. Yes, I always look forward to the Hardy Annual. Thank you, one for Gardener's Question Time <laughs> fans there. God, really? Hardy Kruger, <laughs> Tony, what do you think? Then here we go, eight between us. Hardy Kruger. Oh, I've got absolutely no idea who he is. I'm just going to go 60. There you go. 60. Oh, you've just, yeah, you just take, it's a safety shot, that is, isn't it? Safety. <laughs> um, so what do I do? I think he's older. I'm going to go 80. Um, so we've got, we've got a big enough spread for, our, for us to have a result. It's going to be a results pitch, this Andy. It is. It's a brilliant one. He's 88. Ooh, oh, okay. So Tony, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Only finished on uh, what? Uh, well, I won basically. Let's not. You were fifty-eight. You were fifty-eight, and he was sixty-seven. Seventy. So, yeah, uh, well, I blew it. I mean, up to then he was doing brilliant. I think. I think the pressure told Tony. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> much like me, either <laughs> one of us. Both. As Tottenham fans, uh, we both would have caved under the pressure ultimately and come second. So it was always going to happen <laughs> to one of us. Really, <laughs> always the bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, th- good man. Thanks ever so much what for playing, Tony. And, Thank uh, you so much, and yeah. uh, keep up the good work. You guys are doing a great job, and everyone else at the station. Very kind of you, oh, Tony. You, you keep safe. All the best. Thanks very much. There we are. Tony, the uh, Spurs fan there. Beaten in the birthday spread. We'll do it again next week. He was close, though. He was good, Tony, wasn't he? He was brilliant. He was good. He was a, He's a natural. brilliant player. He's a natural. I'm going to yeah. take him into my birthday spread academy. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. just went wrong with Hardy Kruger. He's, he's what, yeah. stitched him up at the end. Hardy but, oh, Kruger did. I don't know if he's a cabbie, Tony. He said he was in the cab. So maybe if he picks Hardy Kruger up, I think he might be driving <laughs> past. He won't be going south of the river anytime soon. The Hawksby and Jake. Daily podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. I think Motti will be joining us. We'll have the clips of the week, Martin Kellner, and all sorts of other stuff. So until then, keep safe and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.